Yes, we are back. Welcome to another special edition, iHeart edition of Wake the Flock Up on America's Talk. I'm sitting here with our guest this evening. We got Pause One. Got what up, what up, what up, what Paws up? Pause Dizzo in the house. So for you guys that have followed the show all the way to today, you know the Pause One is our was the official first guest on Wake mm-hmm. the Flock Up. We had a couple episodes beforehand where we were practicing working things out. Shout out to Fluent Rhythm and, and everyone else that came before Pause. But Pause One is credited as the first official guest on Wake the Flock Up almost four years ago now. Oh. I'm I'm the uh, I'm the one that you I'm the I'm the girl that you remember. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't the first. Though. Right. But. Yeah, the one that, the, <laughs> after that, you know, because there were practice beforehand. Yeah, yeah, it was strictly practice. So was, tell me how honored you are to be the first guest ever on Wake. No, nah, I, I actually am though. <laughs> like, are uh, you? Yeah. Because I've been on a lot of shows and, um, you know, it's always good to see people grow. You know, you check up, follow people online. And, uh, I mean, it's book going strong. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, unfortunately, people fall off, family things, jobs, whatever, whatever. And, you know, shows don't survive. Mm-hmm. So, I think, uh, you know, longevity is a, a big thing for me because I'm, you know, I'm one of those artists that, you know, I'm, I think long term. Right. I'm not trying to chase a hit and switch my style so i respect what you're doing and the Thank fact you. you've been doing it this long you know? yeah i mean we've been really blessed with the the projection that we're going to but um i like to also give credit to the artist and for them recognizing that this is something that they want to be a part of that they need to be a part of a lot of the artists that we that we've sat down with more recently are like yo i was excited when you hit me up because like i like your show or i'll listen yeah, to it or yeah. i'm on tour and i'll check out the podcast and it'll come around in the circles and also uh, i'll give credit to us because we've we've deemed ourselves to be a show that is um a show that mcs and, and artists uh want to be on they look forward to being and they hope to be on and that's really the goal is to be that show where like if you come to the west coast you got to come to wake the flock up yeah you got to stop by yeah it's official yeah and, and i'm really blessed to have artists like you who said yes let's do it L- let me ask you uh what what do you think is lacking from hip-hop media now um i just think honesty I mean, there there are some shows where people are honest, but, you know, I mean, everything from, like, the program directors and people just kind of, they tailor stuff so much and edit stuff so much that by the time people get to listen to it, so much of the good stuff's been taken out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. like, by good stuff, I mean, you know, the music aspect. Right. Uh, Chuck D had an interview where he said, um, you know, just make it equal. Like, if you're going to play this guy's song nine times per hour... Just make it fair. Play these other guys. Just just so people got an option. If it's a terrible song and they don't like that one and they do like the popular one, it is what it is, but but make it equal. Yeah, and, but you're thinking about it like a sensible way. You're not thinking about it as in a uh, money, greedy way that that's the way they think. It's like, who's okay, well, this guy was willing to pay you this certain payola to... Uh, I mean, but that's one thing that's that's everywhere. You know, it's bunch, bus benches on the side of buses, in the bus. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's on the freeway, billboards, right. like everywhere. So it's on the internet. I mean, you go on Instagram, there's ads. There's always going to be ads. And everything is bought and sold. Everything. What, what's happened with media, hip-hop media in particular, is the same thing that's happened with MCs. Now that everyone has the possibility to do it. So there'll be shows that come up. Every, and dude, you know how many times I'll see brand new podcast coming out i got a hip-hop podcast coming out and i always laugh at it because i'm i'm picture first if i know the artist and i don't mean personally but i've seen the artist be interviewed and, and, and see him talk this person cannot hold a conversation for an hour and a half they just yeah. can't and i'm funny because uh, it, to them 
to them it's to them it'll uh, be like oh i got okay well speaking to a microphone i do that already i rap right and i'm super interesting well i already do that i got a bunch of fans yeah, yeah, yeah. this should be cake mm-hmm. and then when they see that it's actual work Mm-hmm. And not just because re- recording is the easy part of having a podcast. You could be anybody you want in the booth. You could throw a cape on and be whoever you want. You, you know? being that MC who's very widely spoken to, uh, everybody raps now. That's one, yeah, of, one yeah. of your slogans or no ghostwriters. You have a very particular uh, view of the industry, right? And what I did was I viewed the industry through a media side. And I'm like, first of all, hip hop media is almost a bother to the artist. It's almost like a. That's funny that you say that though, because there are some dudes who feel like, oh yeah, I gotta go do this show. Yeah. And it's just there's no. It's almost like it's not fun, and and they know that when they go that they gotta do and say certain things, and um, it's just I can understand that part of it, but I think with hip hop too, because a lot of it is is beef oriented and battle oriented, and, and it's very it's a very competitive. It could very game. quickly turn into it's that. It's very right? competitive. Right. So somebody could pull up something that you said on Twitter yeah. about this guy or that guy or whatever. Or what do you think of so and so? If you ask me about uh, name a rapper real quick, somebody Rick Ross, and then you ask me for my opinion, and I say something on this show. Mm-hmm. Then later on, someone's going to be like, yo, I heard they beef mm-hmm. him and Rick Ross. Not mm-hmm. that Rick Ross knows who I am. I, right. I met the real Rick Ross, but I'd be more scared to beef with him. Though. Oh, no, but no anyways, doubt. No doubt. But my yeah. point is, is <laughs> people are hesitant or they, you know, drag their feet or whatever to come on shows and they get, you know, irritated or whatever being hit up because they're afraid of that. Yeah. And because that's what media that, for right now in an era where numbers and likes are what you, you, you know, count as currency. You want to be able to get as many views and likes as a, out of a show. I understand it. I do that, too. But I do it in a way of like this is going to be such a good interview that everyone's going to dig it. I always have those hopes. One there, the easiest way is like, how do I get this man to say something controversial? Therefore, I get credit somehow because you're on my show saying it well you as the host had nothing to do with how good that show was so who'd you bring me on here to talk bad about just, oh let's well, just we'll get, get into it, it. Bro. let's just get oh, right we'll into get it. into it <laughs> no so when i started hip hop wake the flock up it was in with that in mind like i'm not gonna be that yeah i don't want to be the quick 15 minute interview hey what's up how you doing goodbye goodbye i don't know you any better when you walked in than when you walked off that's not the goal here. The goal is to get to know you. But we've had pause on the show a couple more, a couple times. I think this is your third time. And now we're here on the special iHeart edition of Wake the Flock Up on America's Talk. And we're going to get to know pause one, just a little better coming through. Right now, we got Jay. We got my man Jay Rose taking us out. Enjoy the instrumentals. We'll be right back. We are back. Thank you again for joining us. I heart edition of Wake the Flock Up with America's Talk. And of course, I got Pause One here with me in the studio. What's beef? You beef tell me. Is when I see you. Mm, and I'm Merck. You want Dude, so beef, Park. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because you are a man who walks many circles in hip hop. You work with this cat, you work with that cat, you work with this genre of hip-hop, you work with that. How do you go this long, or maybe you haven't, but how do you go this long with uh, avoiding beef? You, I mean, well, I would You personally, I want to know, Paul. I wouldn't even call, I wouldn't even call it beef, because 
it's it's not something that you'd publicize like we're coming from where we come from like if you got a problem with somebody the people in your area mm-hmm. you know word, word will get out mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with writing a song or saying something bad about somebody or mm-hmm. whatever that's totally different to me that's like that's why it's been manipulated and turned into a way to sell records and mm-hmm. sell tickets and get hits and likes and things like that but mm-hmm. genuine real beef something that you would call beef issues or whatever drama like that's something that you you're not supposed to know unless you're supposed to know well that i understand but how do you how do you avoid, avoid it? it to get to the play or what would it take for pause one to get in the booth and start that diss track on that artist? i mean if i diss somebody it's more of a competitive thing as an mc right it's, it's more like yo step like there's i remember i dissed this one dude he had an album and i just thought his whole presentation was like super corny mm-hmm. and i dissed him and then I seen him at an event, and it, it, it like everyone was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. that they're both here." Yeah, you know it's going down. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but it was nothing like that, you know. So, you know, we talked, and then once he saw that, yo, this it's not that it's not going to that level. Uh-huh. He was like, "Yo, I wrote a diss track too. You want to yeah. hear it? Yeah. I got it over here." And I was like, "Nah, just put it out, and then we'll see how the public feels." You right. Put out yours. I put out mine. Whatever, whatever. Right. And then he came up with some WWE strategy and was like, "Yo, so how about this? Yeah. How about?" You dissed me, I put mine out, and then we do a song together and mm. we cash in on it. Yeah. I, I, would, I looked at him like, yo, this this is why I dissed you because <laughs> you're corny like that. <laughs> like, I understand, like, that's, you know what I mean? It's just funny. So I just, like, I didn't want no part of it. But what what I'm saying is, like, um, as we know it, right, what would make Pause get in the booth and as an MC seriously consider a diss track towards this cat? What would they have to do? Well, I did a whole pri- I did a whole mixtape where every song was a diss to somebody. A specific diss to a yeah, specific I said person. names and okay. everything. What made you g- walk down that path? Because I felt like uh, a lot of things needed to be aired out. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of issues with promoters doing a pay-to-play. They yeah. weren't really filtering their artists. They'll take money from anybody. Yeah. And it, and it kind of downplayed, uh, you know, the, the the role of the MC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dissed them. I dissed radio DJs mm-hmm. who were just playing the same stuff over and over. People that I knew. Mm-hmm. People doing passive-aggressive stuff. Rappers that weren't living what they rapped about. Being totally different characters outside of music. And just stuff like that. It just, you know, it, it, it all came to a head and i just had to say something and i was one of the only ones to be vocal about it because a lot of dudes they agreed with me mm-hmm. but i when i said something mm-hmm. and i started the fight and i turned around that crowd that was hyping me up they were all gone what what do you think that is what is that why do i think that happened yeah. i think it happened because they're just afraid it's oh, you know in an era where everyone wants to be friends right because the first thing i get uh, hey yo let's work hey yo let's do this hey yo let's do that it's like dude i don't know you that good and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily a fan of yours just because I shake your hand and I say, what's up? I think there's a mutual respect that within MCs, right? That like, hey, you do, okay, that's cool. Do, do you think? And I don't really get into it until I start to find things out or blah, 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 right? So just because you shake your hand as an MC doesn't mean I like your stuff, right? Well, that's the thing too. Like, you can you can like somebody's personality. You know what I mean? Like, yo, dude is cool. I'll yeah. have a beer with them if I see him here. Yeah. It's always good to see that dude. Right. We, we, we crack jokes, things like that. But- is there really a need to do a full album with this guy? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if I did do a song with him and you get 17 plays on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. like, you have no promotion strategy, you mm-hmm. have no marketing, mm-hmm. like, you just kind of want to do the song for hip-hop's sake. Right. If that's the case, then let's go to your car, throw on some instrumentals, we'll freestyle. Okay. There's no reason to get in the booth, make a record, pay an engineer, get it mixed, do this, do that, get a cover. For what? Like, you have no plan, so... It's one of those things. So does, for me. but does Pause do things for hip hop's sake? 
I, everything I do is for hip hop's sake, including that, mm -hmm. because I got to make sure that what I'm doing is presented properly. Mm -hmm. So I pay my engineer. I'll pay this guy for that. Like if I'm pa I'm paying for music, I'm giving away for free. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. Like how is that not for hip hop? Because mm -hmm. my bars got to be up to par. The beats got to be dope. Engineering the mix has got to sound proper. So how is that not for hip hop? Uh, what I think is we live in a generation, and going back to that, everyone has access to do whatever they want now. Yeah. You have access to make a song. You have access to produce a beat. You have access to start your own radio show if you like. Mm -hmm. So now comes quality. Right now you're reaching levels and like what level you hold, what standards you hold your product out to. That's the standard that's going to be seen. I hold my, my podcast very, like, no, this has to sound dope. And I mean, it has to be clean and cut and it has to have these beats and it has to have this, right? This is what yeah. I want out of my show because that might be the first time anyone hears that show. And so that show has to be as best first as First and last time. First and last impression. You know? So hopefully it's not the last time because you want them to be so impressed with like, oh, this is dope. And knowing the quality that's being put out as an MC or as a radio show I know mine has to be better than the average but see one, that right? that goes into branding mm -hmm. because yeah. most MCs have no idea what branding is right. like when they see my logo on something yeah. they know what they're getting uh -huh. if you see a Nike logo on something you know what you're getting mm -hmm. so that goes into branding your podcast when they see that logo they know what they're getting right. so I think a lot of artists I won't just not even just MCs but producers DJs whatever it is in all aspects of hip hop a lot of dudes don't understand branding when you put your stamp on something it's got to meet certain specifications you know what I'm saying art wise you know musically the qualities and we've sonically, and everything. we've turned down sponsors because what they want us to promote I'm not with like, I respect I, that. I, I'm yeah. not with it. And, hey, I could use those two grand. Like, oh, yeah, I could use them. But I'm not going to sit here, do. We were approached by a clothing brand. I don't know if I told you this story. Uh, this clothing brand, and they're like, yo, we have this new summer gear coming out. We really want Wait the Flock out to back it. You wear it, rock it at shows, talk about it, put it up. We'll give you this much, right? And yeah. it was a amount to where I was like, oh, this, this, this is it. Like, this is good. This is good. If I take them, that means I can only charge what they're paying me from now on to any other sponsor. Like, this is really good. I'm like, sure, send me the logo, send me the shirts, and I'll, I'll let you know. Dude, I'm talking about like, crosses upside down oh. six, six not even joking six sixes with goat heads uh, on them yeah, like yeah, yeah. and they're like yo everyone's rocking this i mean they wanted dope. you to sell your soul straight up like go against your beliefs as you know your religion or whatever i mean depending on what you believe i don't even right know, but right but to saying? me being a christian it was it was like not only okay first of all no on my level second That's the devil i don't want to push this dance. i don't want to push this i don't want people to think that this is our affiliated thing so then i hit the guy back and i'm like dude I'm not gonna wear this. Why? Why would I? Wear? That's one of my most popular designs, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. Do you believe this yeah. stuff? He goes, dude. I don't care. He, but he doesn't have to. He's not his job. That's what he said. Sell it. Yeah. He, he doesn't care. His job knows is that he knows that this this has been moving. He feels that in summer it can move heavy. He wanted us to rock it. Yeah. I could not say okay to that. I got I got a story like that. Okay. Too. Uh, dude hit me up. Was like, yo, uh, I work for this. It was like when vaping like first started taking <laughs> off. Dude, no. had a, he had an e-cigarette. Right. I don't even smoke cigarettes. Period. Yeah. But dude was like, yo, we really want to work with you and this and this. And I was I told him from the beginning. I was very straightforward. I was like, look, I don't even smoke, mm -hmm. so I don't know how this is gonna work. I don't mm -hmm. know how we're gonna present it because if I'm holding it, people that know me know that that's super fraudulent. Like, right. I don't even smoke regular cigarettes. Right. So those are the people that know you. I know, but still, but I I didn't want that. 
reputation. I first of all, I can't lie. I didn't, I didn't want to lie like that. You I, I would. I wouldn't be able to live. You wouldn't. That. What about commercials, Paul? What about sponsors? They're talking. I, what if I they go, Paul? We want you to hold this energy drink. You never drink. I love this energy. energy drinks. Though. Oh, but you're so you're okay with that one. See, energy drinks I could do, but it's but a e-cigarette. It just was. It was fake to begin yeah, with. We'll just so have the, you take a puff. We'll take a picture. Sold. Yeah, but see, the funny thing is, is we I, we tried to work it out, and dude was like, "Here, just uh, throw some headphones on, yeah. stand right here, and, and just hold it up." Yeah, and I was like, "I don't want to hold it close to my face because I don't smoke." And I was like, "You know what? I just can't do this." Okay. This I, I had to tell him, and the money, like, it just wasn't worth it. Now right. like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So I don't know. It just did, it didn't work out, but it's that's the thing. You know, there's there's really no. Um, so what stopped you, Paul? That's what I want to hear. I want, uh, I want to hear from you. Well, like what, I said, I just, what was I couldn't, it li- about? I couldn't live that lie. You couldn't fake the funk. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you another example since we're on the topic. When I, I was in a prison in Tehachapi and one of my cellmates, big dude from, from 18th Street, gang member, you know, beat the death penalty, all that. Uh, dude is, uh, I remember he, he asked me, you know, he saw me writing raps or mm-hmm. whatever. And he tells me, he's like, yo, why don't you do this? Why don't mm-hmm. you do that? Mm-hmm. You, like he had all these ideas for me to blow up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I'll wear a dress. If I had to, I'd go on, st- I'll wear a dress. Right. Because I know that that's not me. And I got kids to feed and I got bills and I got this. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this dude is basically saying, like, he's putting a price on his manhood to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Only because he knows how far he's willing to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. He beat the death penalty. He did all that. How far mm-hmm. he, he thinks he's willing to go now or he has an idea. Because... If he's the kind of dude that will wear the dress, well, hey, how about you kiss this dude on video? <laughs> it's not that he's like, oh, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, know, they, they, and, then, and the line keeps that, blurring. They bait you and, in. And moving. You, you know, know they, I mean? they add a zero to the check to see, can we get you to do this? To bring it closer to the that. audience, to bring it closer to the audience, right? They're not necessarily a hip hop audience. So, what I think, uh, again, um, we've all been very vigilant about promoting on this show is that it's entrepreneurship also it's business skills it's business etiquette it's you know there's a lot of things that go involved in being your own brand right so if you're not necessarily a hip-hop fan what pause is referring to is how far his business ethics he's willing to move he's willing to push just principles principles that's the thing too like i know dudes like they'll do anything for money and I can't be mad at that. Right. I just wouldn't do it. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I can't sit here and be like, yo, you're doing it the wrong way. Okay. You know, like, I, I wouldn't do that. That's all I could really say. You know what right. I mean? But what we do, what I wanted to bring you in here was this very controversial topic that's oh, going here on. Here we go. It's going on in the news, right? And I, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop this and edit it to make it, make you make my point. So, don't worry about what you say. No. <laughs> Pause. You have a very specific view on uh, police officers. Right. And or at least it was represented in a song. But before we get into that, right, we have to understand the the atmosphere that surrounds these things now. And yeah. and you did not release the song uh in the I, hypes of I it. I said this years you ago. You said it years ago, but has your mentality changed? And would not you still put out that song today I, is what yeah, I want to ask you. I the put song out a remix. <laughs> remix the remix. The song that I'm talking about, it's called Officer Down. Yeah. And that is off of what album? Face the facts. Face the facts. Your 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 album. Your official. Yeah, that was my first. Pause album. one album, and uh, face the facts. Uh, uh, album. Uh, the song is called Officer Down. Yeah, right. Tell by me. Default. Tell me about that song. Um. Well, when we went into not to go too far back, but when we went into the studio, we kind of blueprinted the album. We picked the beats, things like that, and that beat default made it, and we kind of um, it was super raw. Mm-hmm. It has kind of like the NWA feel, kind of yeah. like uh, so it, it already had that 
plus being incarcerated, you know, as a juvenile, as an adult, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I just I had some stories to tell, plus stories that, you know, some family members lived and other people. And uh, I just felt like it needed to be expressed. Saying F the police wasn't, I don't think that was enough. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, flipping somebody off is not the same as throwing a brick through their window. Mm-hmm. It's two totally different things. Right. And um, I wasn't saying it as a hate monger and things like that. Like, everybody should hate them. They're all the same. All I'm saying is, is... In the song, if you listen, I talk about the corruption in the streets and the corruption in the in the prison system. Mm-hmm. So, because they're they're all corrupt, they used to make people. They would get two, you know, rival gang members, and then you know, put them in the yard and make them fight right. and bet on it. Yeah. They would gamble on it, and it was just it was like it was like cockfighting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean with human beings. So, I wrote the song, basically saying like, look, eye for an eye. That's if that's the only language you can understand, then it's eye for an eye, because after that. It's, you know, you, you you can't see the world the same anymore. Mm-hmm. You got one eye. Like, now now it's clear to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said that then, and then now that it's taking, you know, now that it's it's happening and it's happened, um, now people are stepping back and, and kind of rethinking their position because I said in the song, L.A. County Sheriff's the biggest gang in Los Angeles because that's what they are. How is it any different? You know what I mean? My view hasn't changed because, I mean, we drive over here now, we're getting profiled on the way. So how nothing's changed so and not to say that they're all the same this isn't me crying and i mean i've had guns put in my face by cops since i was a kid they used to take my money and all that stuff you know i can go on and on but i think uh you know some some of them being you know violent by nature and being conditioned to be violent that's another thing that Mm -hmm. i put in the song was like yo when you go through training they're being conditioned to choke you out certain holds and things like that and so be, being that you're trained that way and your buddies on the force and whatever, you know what I mean? They're kind of laughing about the dude that they broke his arm or this or that. So, yo, may, maybe if it happens to you, to your team, maybe you wouldn't play so rough with everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's that's my stance. And th- that we're seeing that happen now. People uh, adapting that mentality of saying like, hey, we, the badge no longer gives you this vibe of like untouchable Look, because now it's getting serious. Now it's it's an obvious thing that you have against this certain race of people or, or this certain type of person. So now that that vibe is disappearing. Right. And we're going to get back into it when we come back on this very special edition, this iHeart edition of Wake the Flock Up on America's Talk with Pause One. Started the car, barely made it down the block In the rearview mirror is a motherfucking cop Pull up behind me and they're running my plates 30 seconds later, got a gun in my face Think I'm lying, hiding dope in my ass crack Treat me like Rodney, catch a 92 flashback I see you itching with your hand on your chrome We got the YouTube channels and the camera phones Learn from the 90s, got a whole lot sharper Have the homies on the phone calling Larry H. Parker Fucking pigs don't deserve my respect Let me tell you what they mean when they serve and protect The rich need protection, they're paying them to handle this L.A. County Sheriff's biggest gang in Los Angeles What? Biggest gang in Los Angeles 
Now most of the kids that grew up dreaming to be a cops Probably ended up another number locked inside a box Been on the cell box, that ain't shit for me to brag about Dudes getting pepper spray beaten till they drag them out Fully automatics out, shooting from the towers CDC guards take advantage of their power Putting rivals on the yard, time's already hard Dressed in their riot gear, trying to get the hazard paid About to hit the house, so you better put the stash away Kill the cops and they need an excuse They open up the gates, let the rats on the loose On the block with smokers and rock dealers They supply the dope, take a look at the source And of course the academy taught them to use force Only good cops are dead cop Chokeholds and headlocks If you see them red lights, then hit them with the headshots Click, click, blow, leave them slumping the vest Cowards love being loud when they pump up the chest Out in the west where it's wild Got my prints on the file See me spray paint my name, catch a gun to the style Juvenile catching cases Fucking reverse races We come from the same place Now you wanna chase us? Harass people only do Clock, the freeways are named after you. Fuck it, pig, you're the softest around. You know my two favorite words now, officer down. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Very special iHeart edition of Wake the Flock Up here on America's Talk. My guest is Pause One, Los Angeles hip-hop recording artist. LA in the house. Pause Dizzle. All right, Pause, before we left, we were talking about the song released on Face Effects. Officer Down. Your, your album, Officer Down. Uh, this, the title's pretty explanatory, but you did get into specifics. You're not saying that every officer is bad. You're not saying that uh, we should go out there and start shooting cops. That's not the goal. The goal of the song was to say uh, there could come a date when this is yeah. going to be enough, and I feel that we're amongst those it's, dates, it's, right? It's the book of revelations, basically. All I'm saying is it, it will... It will come to pass, you know what I mean. It's, I'm not saying that you know people should run out and do this, this, and this, but yo, it, it's gonna, it's gonna come. It's okay, so what I, what happens, and you talked about the training is, uh, if you go even, uh, you get the training done, and then there are specific moves and maneuvers to handle certain people. So you're, they're already trained to be aggressively uh, prepared or to approach it in a situation where they're gonna assume it's gonna get aggressive immediately, right? So like any other human being, when you approach someone with that mentality. How far is it before it just goes aggressive, right? It's not It's not like, it's not a, a way, they don't train them to be like, okay, this is how you tone down a situation. Because when a cop the, stops The you, psychology, like the basic human psychology, like, I think if they put a lot more emphasis on that. Yeah. And the social issues, like, yo, what's driving this guy to yeah. do what he does? Right. I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> it, we should hold hands and like, th there's probably people listening like, well, you're not out there, you're not on the front line. Right. And, and I'm not, but I'm on the other side of the line. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm over here. So it's kind of like, I would love for for... You know, if, if a situation were to arise, I would prefer for a cop to try to talk me mm -hmm. out of a situation instead of him standing over me and I'm fighting for my breath because I've been shot six or seven times because they thought I had a weapon. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, you know. So, but I saw something today and it's just kind of, it's just getting harder and harder for people because I saw a video today. I think it happened like hours ago. And uh, there was a, there was a, a black guy probably in his 40s. This is in Florida. And he worked for an assisted living home mm -hmm. and for autistic kids. Mm -hmm. So he's in the streets with an autistic guy that ran away. A guy's 23 years old. The dude, the dude got away from, from his, 
from the home mm-hmm. and a guy went out to find him. Mm-hmm. He had a toy truck in his hand. So they end up, uh, people see him in the neighborhood, whatever. They end up calling the cops. Cops come. What do they see? They see a big black guy and then they see this autistic guy and it's a grown man. Mm-hmm. So dude's on his back. He's on his back, hands in the air. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's telling the cop, hey, he has a toy truck in his hand. It's mm-hmm. a toy truck. The autistic guy is kind of sitting there just rocking, kind of talking to the black guy. He don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the dude's saying, I'm unarmed. It's a toy truck. I work in an assisted living home. He's autistic. He's he's verbally like clarifying everything. Mm-hmm. Visibly, he has no weapon in his hands or near him. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> the cop shot him anyway. Mm-hmm. So after the dude gets shot, he asks the cop, why'd you shoot me? Mm-hmm. His answer was, I don't know. A therapist at a Miami care home for people with intellectual disabilities is recovering in hospital after he was shot by cops. Miami police responded to a report on Monday that a man with a gun was threatening to kill himself. In fact, the object the man was holding was a toy truck, and he was an autistic patient whom healthcare worker Charles Kinsey was trying to guide home. Kinsey followed police orders to lie on the ground and put his hands in the air. Video footage shows the health worker still trying to calm the patient as he does exactly what the cops tell him to do. Remaining calm, Kinsey explains the situation. He says that he's a therapist and that there's no need for firearms. He also tries to convince the autistic man to lie down on the ground. A police officer armed with a rifle then fired three shots at Kinsey. The therapist was hit by at least one bullet in the leg. Kinsey said he initially thought he'd been bitten by a mosquito. Realizing that he'd been shot, he asked the cop why, and the officer replied, I don't know. Police handcuffed the injured Kinsey and rolled him onto his front. The therapist then lay face down on the ground for 20 minutes in the baking hot sun before emergency services arrived. Kinsey was not badly injured and was recovering in hospital. He's expected to be able to go home soon. Miami police are investigating the incident, and the unnamed officer who shot Kinsey has been placed on administrative leave. So if he would have died, is that is that the is that the answer you're gonna give to his family? Like you we I have shot to... him because I, I killed him because I don't know. Cops, uh uh police officers, they need to start giving us better answers than I don't know. Uh, I didn't know if it was a weapon or not. He might have been aggressive. He need you need to stop doing these. I need to hear for sure this man pointed a nine caliber to my face. I had no choice. This this he might have one. I saw something in his pocket that's relatable to a weapon. I saw a shot. This is not excuses to to murder someone, to kill someone. This is not an okay excuse. And what needs to happen is this 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 police and they say it doesn't exist. Right. There's this this brotherhood, this mentality of like, oh, it's us against them. Dude, them are citizens. Them are citizens. Ninety percent of the people that they stop. What? It's got to be ninety nine or just your average citizen. Right. And then that point five is going to be that one dude that's a threat. And again, we go on to the escalation thing. They don't stop someone. And and no. What happens when they stop you by yourself? Here comes a second cop. Oh, yeah. So now you're escalating this situation. Why isn't you and this one dude enough to, to talk this through? If you, see, if you see a bunch of predatory animals yeah. circle around yeah. you, you know you're going to get... Instinctively, I'm yeah. already thinking, okay, this is getting this is going to be dangerous because there's two of them now, right? Yeah. And, and, and that's their goal. That's the mentality is if there's one of them, there's got to be three of us. 
That's why when you see a stop, there's seven cop cars. And you're like, yo, why are there seven cop cars to stop that Hyundai? Oh, because there was two people in it. What is happening here? Where's the mentality of, oh, he's a citizen. Let me see if he needs assistance. Let me see what's going on. Let me see how I can break it down. There's not this. But the, 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 their explanation is, oh, he might have a weapon. He might have a weapon. Well, well where, where is the mentality of, like, this is a citizen. He might be in danger. He might need help. A what good, is breaking a good, it down? A good example of that is uh, there was a white kid. That's what I'm saying. It's not, not even necessarily race. So I'm not saying it because I'm Mexican and, right. like, oh, it's poor me. And, no, I'm saying, like, look, it happens to, I mean, it, it's just. They're, they're they're doing it to everybody. It's let, a let power me, thing. Let me share something. Like, a thought with you. Pause and you tell me what you think. Because my thought is that uh, it's they're not racist. Cops aren't racist. You know what they are? Cops are dumb. And this is what I tell you by that. They they're responsive. They're not reactive. So they're already going in with the mentality that this person's gonna hurt me, right? So a cop will mess up a white person as fast as they'll mess up a black person. Yeah. The, what'll happen is if you don't listen to the guy that has the gun, because that's what makes him authoritative. He has a weapon. Okay. He has with the mentality, I have a gun. You're gonna listen. Yeah. If you as a white guy, an Asian guy, a black guy, or whatever, do not listen to that cop, your race, your humanity just disappear from, the, yeah, from that cop's up. His mind is that you now have to listen. So that white kid that they pull out of the big truck and they shot, just murder him. It doesn't matter if he was black, white, or Asian. Dude, that cop now didn't see you as a human. He, he defied sees you. authority. He That's defied your authority that you have a gun, whether you're right or whether you're wrong, right? So th- the, there's certain movements and things going on now that focus it on the cops being racist, being racist. You're misleading. You're, it's, a, it's a misdirection in the movement, right? They're not racist. It's not a race thing. It's a power thing that they need to keep in check. It's a mentality of they're better than people you. People personalize they, it. They, people, they, exactly. It's, it's, it's human nature to do that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, they personalize it like, yo, they're, they're only targeting a specific race. I mean, the same time when they, when they killed the dude in Louisiana and they killed the dude here, like they were killing, there was Hispanics in Fresno. Hispanic kid got shot and killed. Mm-hmm. There was a white kid that got shot and killed. Right. And so on and so forth. So like I understand the need for people to personalize it because they, you know, it's it's they got to their village. You're not going to solve the issue like nah, that if you say that's creating more resistance. This is the problem. That's not the problem. You you this movement that you're creating of getting all these thousands of black people walled up. Dude, it's not doing it cuz you're black. They're doing it because you didn't listen and now they forgot about your race, bro. Your humanity is gone to them. You need to pay attention to what's going on. Pause is one of these artists who speaks his mind and is going to continue doing that in the following albums. We're going to come back with Pause, close down the show on this very special edition of Wake the Flock Up here on iHeartRadio. Like they duck and shot, so we all grow up, still fuck the cops. Now, 
are back very special edition of wake the flock up iheart edition here on america's talk we got pause one yeah, yeah legendary yeah. recording artist <laughs> right pause dizzles here with us legendarily broke <laughs> pause let me let, okay we, we we got into the the the, the album face the facts mm-hmm. great album by the way thank you i loved it. it it was super super dope you got a new project coming out yeah, I got a I got a few of them actually. I okay. spent I spent a majority of this year recording and organizing projects because my cat I felt like my catalog wasn't there. Like I went to Europe twice, and then the dude's like, "Yo, I have all of this mm. on my merch table." He's mm. like, "Yo, I bought all this," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, all right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that means I got to go back and cook yeah. up some more. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I've been focused on. Smart most of the year. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. 
So uh, I put out a featured unreleased collab collection. It's an acronym if you guys are slick enough to catch it. <laughs> um, and um, it's got, you know, some of the songs that I was, you know, blessed to be a part of with dudes like Master Ace, Raz Kaz. You're, um, you work with them again? Because you had them for the album. Yeah, but there's, there's, uh, these are songs that, like, I was asked to be a part of outside of my album. Ooh, nice. And, uh, copyright, main flows yeah. on Fear of the Walking Dead. Nice. Uh, a few people, like, you know, uh, dudes that, you know, I looked up to, um, you know, now I'm AG from Digging Into Crates. You know, a few people. So um, I put that out, and uh, there's some unreleased stuff that I did mm -hmm. on there as well. And then I'm um, working on an album called Pick Your Poison. It's uh, completely produced by uh, VR, who's out of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. I recorded most of the album in Switzerland. And uh, that's got, you know, Talib Kweli, you know, a couple other people on there. And then um, I'm working on a few other uh, projects and EPs. Uh, some of them got titles, some of them don't. But, yeah, it's just, you know. Where can we go check out most of the stuff at? <clears throat> I mean, Bandcamp. Okay. I'm, I'm on iTunes. Sure. I'm on Pandora. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you can go there if you want and buy stuff. That'd be great. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bandcamp. That's yeah. I. I make that money. That's what I'm sending. But, so Bandcamp is where is that? Yeah, P A W Z O N E dot Bandcamp dot com. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got stuff on there for free too. So yeah. if you guys just kind of want to get a sample of so something you like, you can download it for Good. free. Shout out to the label too, Below System. Shout out to uh, Dope Ish Records. Yeah, I can't really say their name. Yeah, uh, a couple other uh, labels that I'm working with. I'm with that. I like that pause. I like pause because you stay busy. I like pause, but uh, I do uh, wanted to bring something up and there's something you said, and I want to know if you still feel that way and uh, what uh, caused you to feel that way. And it has that been remedied or not. So pause told me uh, you did your, your, uh, your tour was called anywhere but here. Yeah. <laughs> do you still feel oh, that? Of course I do. Okay. What is it about that, about it? Or what is it that you think makes that true? Which is, that you don't feel that LA gives love to well you in particular. It's not about you because you you stated it. So I I think um, for me personally, like I can't speak on other artists because right. you know prom promoters and whatever they'll sit there and be like, oh well, it's because of this or that, and you mm -hmm. know maybe the music or mm -hmm. whatever. Honestly, we don't love anybody until somebody else loves them. Mm -hmm. I use I use the NBA as a good example. Paul Pierce from Inglewood, right? Lakers are playing back you know back then at the Forum mm -hmm. down the street. Mm -hmm. And he gets drafted by the Celtics, mm -hmm. their rival. So you got a kid that grew up here, Magic Johnson, this and this, and then now he's playing. He's, playing, he's playing for the yeah. enemy now. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it kind of sucks. I mean, that's a business thing, and blah blah blah. But yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Kind of applies to hip hop as well. Like people, a lot of people here didn't show me love until I went to New York mm -hmm. or, or I went to Europe. But even even the love that is being shown there's, there's it's kind of passive aggressive in a way too we're like hmm. like we're only doing it because we have to mm -hmm. if we had a choice we wouldn't really put you on mm -hmm. and you know i i understand it i recognize it so it's kind of like look if i'm not invited to the party even though i know everybody in here and they're all happy to see me walk in mm -hmm. i just won't come to your party mm. so i'll just throw my own or i'll go to these other parties that are way more popping than yours mm -hmm. in other countries and other states and things like that so do you feel that a uh, promoters in particular in LA feel like oh you're lucky to be getting an LA show dude you're lucky to be getting this well I can't just blame them because when I was grinding I'm still grinding yeah. but in the early stages I would do I mean there was nights when I, I would do like three to four shows like there was a time when i was doing yeah i mean pretty much all day yeah, you know, just I, drive I, if i wasn't driving if i wasn't driving i was on stage right and um 
it, you know, I was doing that to get my name out there and kind of spread the word. Right. So, yeah, I, I kind of burned myself out, I, I guess you could say. And then, you know, a promoter gave me a good example. He's like, look, why would I pay 10 bucks to see you here when I could spend five and it's closer to my house? Mm-hmm. He said, you're doing way too much. Mm-hmm. And that's when the light bulb went on and I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm spreading myself too thin. And I started to move around. I did I did a tour. It was called On My Own Tour because right. nobody put me on tour. <laughs> I kind of did it on my own. Yeah. And um, so I did that, came home, and I, 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 leaving opened my eyes and I was like, yo, it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's the system that's here. Mm-hmm. And that's actually when I put out that mixtape and kind of like, yo, aiming at the system. Mm-hmm. It's called Your Pad Is Showing. That was the name of the mixtape. Um, you know, pretty much just like, look, it's it's not it's not the artist right right right. i mean there's you know everybody everybody raps now whatever but it's systemic but there's there's also no filter like the money i I can bypass a lot of the work just by paying you like if i could pay concept to get on this show and iheart radio Uh i mean imagine you put out a post on facebook or instagram or whatever Uh imagine how many people how many managers of artists or whatever do and you know I heard a story about like this goes back to like Jay Z. They showed up to a radio show with a bag, a paper bag full of money uh-huh. to get him on the air. Yeah, and these are true stories, and the game has not changed. Right. So, uh, you know, the thing is, is like it, I just felt like that kind of I don't know. It's weird. Like so, I, like we go back to standards and morals, and and we've had this brought up, and they've asked me like, "Yo, you got this much, and we want to put this on, but mm-hmm. you cannot pay it again with the fuck up. You're just not gonna pay." And also, if I don't feel you're contributing to hip hop in a positive manner way you won't get on so like you're Tyler the creators you're not getting on you're little Uzis you're not getting on I don't care yeah. how many freshman covers you've been on because it's my brand and I'm not gonna push something to my fans who have trusted me three four years now you're the now. filter though that's exactly I'm my, my point filter. you are the filter right and yes there's artists that have been on the show that I don't like their music but I feel that they like their music and I feel that they they have something to say and it's positive doesn't mean I like them look I'm not a, I don't Slum is one of my best friends now I, I started off not liking Slum because I didn't dig his music. Yeah. It wasn't until I really took a listen to what he's saying mm-hmm. and really got invested where I'm a Slum fan now because he's speaking truth. Mm-hmm. To Slum, that music is truth. Yeah. So that I respect. And now you're on the show. But when, I, when you, what you're saying is false to you, come on, bro. Well, what's the point? What are we doing here? What are we talking about? You yeah, know what I mean? I, just, I mean, if I wanted to be an uh, entertainer, you know, and just do anything and inter- to entertain, I would yeah. be, uh, you know, uh, Michael Jackson impersonator if I could. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? I yeah. would be, you know, I would be something like that because I wouldn't care. But because it's my art and I love the art form and the culture of hip hop, I got to make sure that what I do and what I'm a part of is official because right. when I'm gone, they're going to look at that, that legacy. They're going to look at that work, that body of work that yeah. you left behind. Uh-huh. And if they see that you wore wigs here and then you did this here and you did you created a dance and then you try to be super political and then you became this, you're just playing with the trends. You're playing with the fads right. and you did it all to cash in. Even commercially now, you have artists that were super, super this and then this person got hot and now they're on their camp. And, yeah. and I see that happen a lot and mm. I don't really want to you know, call out names because they're, they've been around forever. But dude, you see this dude. Oh, he's this, this and that. Oh, this is hot. Oh, now he's on that camp. Yeah. Oh, this is hot and now he's on that track. But when it gets to a certain level, you expect it because they're entertainers. If they've gone beyond that level where like, it, think about it like graffiti. But we shouldn't give them passes. I, I mean, it's entertainment, so you kind of have to. Like, you're going to be mad that, uh, you know, what's his name? Uh, like Jason Bourne, you're going to be mad that Matt Damon, you know, doesn't, you know, shoot up 
you know, buildings and, you know, jump off the roof and helicopters. You mean like in real life? That's These dudes are actors. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like these, right. These dudes are actors. Right, the rap, right, right. Rap dudes are actors. But just because you get to a certain extent doesn't mean you have to be that. Because there's artists but that again, aren't er- that. Earlier, I said, yo, if that's how you get your money, get yeah. your money. Like, that's, I just don't expect anything real from you. That's right. the thing. Like, so now they're dismissed. Yeah, I put you in a certain category where, like, yo, it's like a comedian. Like, you know, th- there's certain dudes that are comedians, but they touch on certain topics where you're like, yo, the dude is semi serious. Right. Or he's serious, yeah. but he's joking, but yeah. he has other jokes about life and this and this. But he touches on some real stuff. Uh-huh. Then you got a guy who's just a clown. Yeah. And you're like, yo, anything he does, you know, it's just strictly, it's Trump. Yeah. It's just, it's, bro, it's all entertainment. Right. It's all done. You know what it's about. Yeah, except for Trump. Now there's real damage that's going to be done. Is this, and it comes down to the same thing with hip hop. You're doing real damage to hip hop right now, bro. Because you have gotten to this level because you're that. This, and this is the representation that people see as hip hop. Because, dude, anything that rhymes is labeled hip hop now. So when I tell people, how is this hip hop? Oh, because it has a beat. It's a black guy saying it. Oh. How's that hip hop? Racist. Uh, dude, <laughs> it's the truth. Nah, it, no, I know. I mean, you, I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, you man. being a Hispanic MC, right? Yeah. How do you think that's affected you? Well, I mean, it's just in like, the industry. It's just like Hollywood. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, we're either immigrants or, or gang members. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very rare that you see somebody playing roles in between. The only guy, I want to be the rap version of Michael Pena. Michael, oh, yeah, Michael Pena's Michael Pena's yeah. been in Fury. He's been in a lot of movies. Comedies, you know, yeah, actions. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Ant-Man, everything. Yeah. And um, But see, here's the thing. Even Michael Pena now doesn't get lead, doesn't get his name. He did He did but, End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal. His picture wasn't up there. It was Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, End of Watch. He wasn't even credited in the poster, bro. Yeah, but see, that's you expect that, though. It's it's years and years of Hollywood doing that and millions of marketing dollars. Michael but, Pena has but, been around where I feel his, his, whoever's, his representation should be like, hey, his name has to go on this now. I mean, that, what's I, happening? That's great what's that up? you feel that way. I agree too. Yeah. But <laughs> going back to the legacy thing, uh-huh. he played Chavez in a movie. So like, I mean, that's kind of that's that's a big thing. That's yeah. a big deal. So yeah. like for me, when it's all said and done and they look back, if if it's something like that where I was in roles that got nominated for Academy Awards or won Academy Awards or I get nominated or something like that, mm-hmm. that's something that I'd be comfortable with when it's all said and done. So Pause gets a Grammy nomination. Oh, never. <laughs> You're with it? If, yeah, why not? I okay. mean, if that's the thing. Like, I can't... It's not cool because I'm underground yeah. hi- or indie hip-hop. Like, it's not cool that I got nominated. Right. To me, that's just super, like, st- arrogant. I mean, you know, it's just... I don't know. I don't understand. It's ignorant, too. Like, why not? If I made a song that was good enough and it got nominated, it was in a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. What if Officer Down was in a movie, right. like Rampart or right. something like that, right. End of Watch, yeah. and it got nominated? Right. You're going to be mad at me? Why? It was the same song that I recorded in a sweaty studio in L.A., so now it's not real, it's not hip-hop. Mm-hmm. The words didn't change. It's mm-hmm. the same song. Mm-hmm. So I would not I would love that, but right. the odds of that are very <laughs> minute. You, know what I mean? you never know. I always hear the homie, oh, I got my music featured on this. I got music featured on that. That'd and I'm like, cool. really? Like you, you're gonna get it. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You, you never know. We live in that world, right? Where anything can happen. Connect any, any minute. Now. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, no, that's respect. <laughs> you yeah, know, respect. P- pause was there. You seen it? How hot that little booth yeah, was, was a little tiny room, in the yep. studio, and, and you just sweating and profusely. It's about the size of that couch. Right it there. was exactly the size of that couch, yeah. and that's the whole room, bro. And now you got two grown adults just like trying to converse, so you're sweating and pouring, and it's hot, and it was no good. But because uh, we live in a world where. Anything can live as long as you work hard, 
you determine yourself and you have something that people want, you put out a good product. And I think honestly, being truthful and honest, the life gives you blessings for that. You know what I'm saying? I feel that some things are progression. So then life will, will facilitate things for you to do or the things to happen to you. And if you take advantage of those opportunities, then life will continue that, right? If, if you, you take the hits, you fall, you might land on a gold mine. Oh, I like but, that. But you know what I mean? You never know if you don't stand up and take the hits and keep getting up. Exactly. Right? And you got to keep walking. And you got to exactly. keep pumping. Keep pushing forward. Pause one. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Anytime. Yeah. You're Much more respect than welcome on the back. Four years. Thank you, there, brother. Respect. Thank you. So, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been a very special edition of Wake the Flock Up on our Heart Radio on America's Talk. J Rose taking us out. Thank you guys. Peace.